Hello, hello. What up, though? What up, though? We're back again. Uh, Blaze of Soul podcast. Here to give you guys a little bit of information, have a little fun, bring a little togetherness, mm-hmm. and uh, discuss what's a hot topic of uh, current events. Um, this week, we do have another special guest, a minority business owner, um, someone considered a role model in the community. Um, but first, I would like to take a few seconds, I guess, to um, give a couple of takes on uh, things that's going on right now. And first, I want to say everyone vote, no matter if you're a Democrat, Republican, Independent, whoever you're voting for. That's not what I'm advocating right now. What I'm advocating is to make your voice be heard and vote. Um, people say that um, voting right now is it doesn't really do anything, and um, both candidates have their flaws. This is very true. But one candidate has to, I guess, pique your interest, or you have a little bit more faith in it. So whoever that is, put forth the effort, go out and vote. Definitely. Um, other than that, we'd also like to say, um, uh, yeah, I don't know if happy is a good term, but um, be mindful of breast uh, breast cancer awareness month. Um, it is coming to an end, but that doesn't mean that your support has to end after the um, actual month has ended. So um, give a shout out to those who are going through that, um, who are going through that particular struggle personally or they know someone that's going through that struggle, or even if you don't know anybody, um, you know, just for your fellow man, your fellow brethren, um, you want to extend best wishes. You want to do what you can do to help and you want to get the word out. Definitely. And we will have um, my sister-in-law next week, Wednesday, make sure you tune in live right here. Same time, same place. My sister-in-law Nana with cooking with Nana. She will be here to share her journey with cancer. She's not not only once, but twice had beat cancer. So to take you guys down her journey and share with that, hopefully um, it'll be an inspiration to those who are listening that may be going through um, with breast cancer or anything to that nature. So, but without further ado, I would love, love, love to introduce you to Monique Howry. She is the CEO of Moni's Soul Food Fiesta, which just opened up in Elgin, which we were super thankful for because I, I I think we used to drive far, far away just for some soul food around here. So my husband got addicted to her soul food. And that's how I had the pleasure of meeting Miss Monet, beautiful soul. She's going to walk us through her journey of how she landed right here in Elgin, Illinois, um, with her soul food restaurant and and fiesta, a little bit of uh, Mexican with a little twist of Southern and uh, Cajun food. So let's introduce you to Monique and let's hear from her. I'm going to bring her on right now. Hello, hello. How are you? Thank you for joining us today. I know that the restaurant business is super busy and you were able to take the time out to come and uh, join us to the show today. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about Miss Monique. Wait, 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 wait. Before we before we do that, let me just say because I've eaten your food um many of times. Many times. But this is the first time we are meeting. Yeah. So first of all, I will say 
Um, it's good to meet you. Mm-hmm. Second of all, I will say that, man, you are no joke. Flat out. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you. Your food is, is we, we got it on the Humbug the first time. We bought a whole bunch of different stuff to, to try to taste some variety. Yes. And I think we've been back seven, eight times <laughs> in a month's time. So um, congr- congratulations to you. Kudos to you. Um, you definitely have a flair mm-hmm. for your um, your particular profession. Mm-hmm. You do it well. And as long as I don't go broke, I'm going to continue <laughs> to um, patronize your business because uh, it is very good. But it I'm is. Sorry. We just had to get that one out because this was our first meeting. Yes. Go ahead. And had you not sent me there for the seventh time, <laughs> I would not have had the pleasure of me- meeting an amazing woman like yourself. But God. Yes. But God. Yes, Thank yes. You for your Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, who is Monique? Ooh, who is Monique? Well, I see myself as um, a very caring, laid back person. Um, I love people. I am a people person. Um, well, I've had two children. I have one son now. Mm. Um, as everyone knows, my daughter passed away in June, but um, I most definitely know she is still here with me in spirit. So I'm very thankful. Um, I'm a family-oriented girl. I come from a huge family, a huge, huge family. I'm talking where grandparents had 10 kids. Wow. Their siblings had 10, 11, 12 children on both sides. So, yes, a big family-oriented girl. That's about it. That's amazing. Now, where do you get your cooking roots from? I get my cooking roots from actually both sides of my family, my grandmother's side and my grandfather's side. But my grandfather was more of the barbecuer. And then my grandmother was, you know, she did everything on the inside of the kitchen. And I have no idea how to cook, so I might sneak in your kitchen every once in a while. <laughs> he laughs. But I could cook some really great Thai egg rolls. I think that is Laos, Lao egg rolls. I think that is the only thing I'm known for. That's it. That was very big of her to just come out and say just flat out, hey, I can't cook. I can't cook. Her and her, her, and her, um, her, I guess technically it's cousin, but they're like best friends, uh, uh-huh. a young lady by the name of Birdie. They usually help in preparing the, <laughs> the meals that and we eat. have when, when everybody comes around. And I always kid with them because they have all the Thai dishes. Where the mac and cheese? You know what I'm saying? Right. Where the black eyed peas? Right. So for her to come out and go ahead and admit that, hey, I can't even cook. That says a lot, right? (laughs) So, Monet, Monet, my poor husband, being with me for the last last decade, he's just had like Lao food whenever we have holiday parties and things like that, because we didn't have a soul food restaurant really in the area. So now we could celebrate holiday with Malaysian food. Hey, (laughs) they used to they used to buy Popeyes chicken and put it to the side. And be like, hey, if you don't like what we got here, we we got some of this over here. Oh, I, don't, wow. I don't even know how to take that. I don't even know, you know what I'm saying, how to take that. Oh, boy. Um, okay, yeah. so we, we know what your roots are. Yes. We know that you, um, you know what I'm saying, you had, 
you have a background that precedes just, um, you know, someone basically learning how to cook, but you grew up cooking. Mm -hmm. So what made you, what inspired you to go ahead and break out on your own and start your own company? Honestly, because I got tired of working for other folks. Mm. (laughs) That's a great reason. Right. And plus, I figured everything that I was doing for them, you know, it was basically preparing me to have my own. So I'm always going to give the credit to God first because it was nobody but him who set everything up the way that he did for me by me being in retail management, by me being a director of food service. It was just, he was setting me up to get me to that point to say, well, enough is enough. Let me share my food with everybody else because I'm tired of working for other people, making them look good. And then, you know, not getting basically the credit for myself or giving credit where credit was due. Right. No doubt. I always say work hard, but work hard for yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then you, you, uh, you got that idea. Okay. You know what? I'm tired of working for somebody else. I need to utilize what talents God gave me Mm -hmm. to be successful. So what's your next step? Because that's a big step right there. Leaving a a good paying job that you've been at to go solo. That's a big step right there. So what was your next step? What was your next thought process? Were you a little scared? Um, were you like, you know what? I got this. It, it don't matter. What, what was your mindset at that time? Honestly, my mindset at that time was whatever happens, happens. Um, I just have to step out there on faith. Um, when I was in the cab, I mean, I had already been doing like my catering services, you know, for years. And as a little side hustle, you know, doing dinners and selling them to the barber shops and to senior homes and all different places, it was just like, if I don't get out there now and do this or at least try it for myself, I wouldn't be where I am now. So mm-hmm. I am thankful that I did. But when I did it, I was a little nervous, but at the same time, you know, I kept giving myself those pep talks. Girl, you got this. You got this. I can't do it. No, you got this. You got this. You got this. So I did. I kind of went back and forth for a little bit. So Mm -hmm. when I initially truly started, um, I had a friend who had a tax office in the cab. And it was an old bakery that he was actually renting. So I did pop-up kitchens in DeKalb. I just did Tuesdays and Saturdays. So it started with me just making a flyer and telling people to come out. So when they would get their taxes done, you know, we would offer them a dinner. And then, you know, the smell was going to the offices next door, the store next door. So people would come out of the convenience store like, what y'all got going on over here? Oh, so like, okay, this is Taco Tuesday or this is Soul Food Saturday. And it just kept going and going and going. So then finally, it was a store opening up down the street. And the guy was looking, it had a kitchen in the back. And he was actually looking to have somebody come in and cook, prepare food. So I talked to him first and he asked, you know, what will my salary be? So, you know, I gave him my director of food service salary. There you go. He was like, oh, no. 
he's like, I'm, you're very good at what you do, but I don't think I'll be able to pay you. Oh. <laughs> so I flipped it and said, well, why don't you let me rent this space from you? Nice. And he was like, oh, okay. So I told him, you'll be making some money. I'll be making some money. I even told him, I said, I'll do a non-compete clause. I said, I won't sell beverages because it was a store. I want right. to see him win as well, too. Right. So that's when it just went from there. Wow. 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 So then after that, you thought, you know what? Let me break out on my own. I'm, I'm, I'm making money, but I'm giving him money. So let me go ahead and make this on my own. No, what actually happened was, um, I actually would have stayed in that little spot for forever. I actually mm. had a good friend that came. I told him to come help me get organized with my books. And he was like, girl, do you know how much money you make? <laughs> now, that's the truth. And I said, yes. He was like, you outgrew this space the first month and you got in this space. He was wow. like, you need to branch out. Right, right. No doubt, no doubt. That's awesome. Now, now that you you are a fresh business owner, hot off the press, and I own a marketing agency, so I can I can def- definitely empathize with um, you know just starting out and you know you're, you're you're doing well, but you want to do better and things and thoughts like that go through your head. So after your first week or two, what were your initial thoughts with being a, a small business owner? Where in the cab or here? No, here. Once you once you got your own. Oh, she had her own into California. Right. No, I, I understand oh. that. But that was kind of contracted out. This right. is, you your know, own. Yeah. my name on the front. Yeah. Um, you know, tax ID. Uh, you know, you are a legitimate business owner once you own your own retail space. So once you got your own space, what was your thought process as far as those first couple of weeks? Uh, did you think, man, this is better than I thought, or um, things will get better? What was your initial response to being a business owner so my initial response was i just want to grow this out i just want to share my food i just want to share my food so no matter if you have five or ten clients That's you right. want somebody to taste what you got that, absolutely absolutely at the end of the day that is always the end goal um i like to tell everybody when i come into the restaurant i do i pray each morning and my prayer is that God, it doesn't matter if I get one customer or five customers, as long as they come and they see what I have to offer. Right. Because I know at the end of the day, word of mouth is everything, you know, and not only that, not just the word of mouth, you know, I am, I'm making this food with love. I'm making it from the bottom of my heart. Um, I think I always tell Laura, sometimes everybody looks at color, but I don't want people to see color when they see me in my food. I just want them to see my food, know that it was made with love, and that it's something that they can bless somebody else with at the end of the day. I agree, and I I, um, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, but at the same time, you're a beautiful black woman who is successful, so let that light shine. You know what I'm saying? Because you can be an inspiration to so much more that not, I mean, you have the, not only are you a woman, but you're a minority woman, yeah. you're a minority woman who is a solo business owner. Mm-hmm. So all of that together is kind of the reason why we started the podcast is to shed light, mm-hmm. um, not to, not to divulge from the story, but um, 
a close friend of ours had said that one of the reasons why black and minority um, cultures haven't grown is because we don't have enough role models. And I wholeheartedly disagree with that. Um, we have new role models, not only as celebrities, but right here in our own community. And with, with the um, credentials you have, like I said before, being small business owner, a black woman, um, you know, that is an inspiration to so many people who would want to go that route. So if, mm -hmm. if there is someone out there who um, is thinking along the same lines that you thought that, you know, I'm, I'm working eight to 10 hours for somebody else. I want to, you know, go on my own path. If I want to lose, I'm going to lose backing myself. If they're at that junction that they want to take that step forward, what advice would you give them? What would you tell them to push them over that edge to make them take that leap? Man, I would say go for it. You would never know what you are worth or what you are truly worth until you try it. It really is just about stepping out there on faith. You know, you would never get anywhere if you don't step out there and at least get your feet wet or look at it this way. If you're doing it for somebody else, why not do it for self? Exactly. I agree. Very good advice. Very good advice. Um, it seems that religion or faith is a big part of you, of the person that you are. So can you talk about how faith uh, helped you in kind of taking that leap and not only taking that leap, but being successful in that leap? Okay. Um, well. Because, you know, Southern Southern food and, and, and religion, that's, that's, they go hand in hand. Ain't, ain't nothing like after church, you get to sit down in the basement and the ladies of the church then cooked well. And everybody is fellowshipping and enjoying themselves. Right. Um, trying to see how to answer that. Well, I know. Well, you, said, you said you prayed every day when you Thank walked through the door. So without a doubt, that had to, if, if that was a part of your routine, then faith had to play a portion in it. Because whether or not you had one or five customers, you're still given the glory, you know, so. Okay. It had to be a, a, a part of your, your daily routine or a part of your philosophy. Yes. So faith, <laughs> the only way I said, let me see how to answer that question is because sometimes it's to each his own. It's just, I know what God has brought me through. Mm -hmm. um, when I say, honestly, I can say I've been through hell and back. Everybody has a story. But I know by his grace, he has brought me through so much. I can say, you know, my daughter passed. I could have stopped, you know. I could have just buried myself in my room. I could have, you know, stayed at home crying, but I didn't. But God, when I say I heard him say complete what you started, you know, that gave me the encouragement to get back up. Because my daughter, before she passed, she was helping me do a catering order for Amazon. So I could have completely stopped. But when I say, but God, nothing but God has been covering me. You know, things are thrown at me left and right every day. But that's my optimism in him, you know, because he may not come when we want him to come, but he shows up and he shows up every time on time and 
what he does and how he works things out, we would never truly know. But as the song says, he works it for our greater good. And that is the truth. Because I had two locations in the cab, but he brought me here. He worked it out, like you said, for my good. That is my faith. I know what I've been through. I know what I've come through. But to come here and just have it be a totally different vibe, everybody, you know, the diverse crowds that are coming in, nobody complains. Dude, that's all a blessing, you know? And I don't know, Marcellus, but before you get me to preaching and crying, I'm going to say... Hey, but that's what that's what we're looking for. We're looking for real emotion. We we tell people all the time that none of this is scripted. No. So we don't give you a list of questions. We don't necessarily talk about what we're going to say outside of who our guest speaker is, because we want this to be authentic. Um, we want it to be original. So I love that emotion. You know, I, I, that's what I want, as opposed to someone coming in here giving me generic, you know, sixty second elevator pitches. I'd rather somebody be uh, original and 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 soul searching in their response. So, without a doubt, I understand totally wh where you're coming from. Okay, so let's talk about this food. You know what I'm saying? We we've discussed your background. We've discussed what motivates you. Now let's discuss this food. Um, tell me what is your best selling entree and best selling side dish. I love it. <laughs> okay. All right. So you're saying everything is equally yoked. You can't tell me you sell more ca uh, more catfish than chicken because that both of them are good. We eat both of them, but we'll get a twenty piece of chicken in a minute. And he'll eat it all. But they both go hand to hand, and the chicken yeah. people say that about the fish people, and the fish people say oh, that yummy. about the chicken people. And then we got to add the jerk in there. Because then I have my jerk wing people that come in here all day and my jerk fish people that come in here all day. Then the jerk burger people, then the regular burger people. That's why I said all of it, hands down. Well, since you just ran through so much, some <laughs> stuff I did not know that you sold, why don't you give us a brief rundown? Now, we will have your menu on our various platforms. Okay. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff, your menu will be up there. But Give us a quick breakdown of your menu because it sounds like you have more than just quote unquote soul food, that you have a kind of a variety of uh, entrees and, and, and um, different things that you could taste. Yes. So as I tell everybody, this is my rendition of soul food with a new flair, as you may say, because everybody loves jerk. So I have the jerk chicken. So it's my rendition. The jerk chicken tacos are off the grill, but I do a mm. fried jerk chicken, which mm. everybody is loving. Mm -hmm. I never heard that before. Yeah. I never heard of that. Um, I do a jerk burger, which I actually created back in the cab. I seen some ground chuck, and I was like, everybody jerking everything. So let me infuse this jerk burger, this burger with this jerk sauce. Taste, okay. you know, I had people test it out. It was a hit. So jerk burgers go a lot here, and I call it my everything under the kitchen sink burger because it got a little bit of everything in there. Mm -hmm. Okay, yes. right. And then I have regular steak tacos and regular chicken tacos. 
So you got Mexican food too. Yeah. He loves Mexican food. Hey, you too. know, I, I, ain't, I ain't gonna fade you though. I ain't gonna fade you. I'm not trying anything except the soul food. The soul food is what I'm at. I mean, listen to me. I can eat, and she will attest to this. I can eat your food every day, and that's that's not a pitch. You're not paying us for this. This ain't, a, you know, I'm in marketing, so I just want to get all this out the way. This ain't an ad. None of that good stuff here. This is this is a true testimonial that given the opportunity, I would eat your food every day. He would. Soul food He'll soul. probably freeze it and flat out and flat and out. warm it up every day for lunch. Um, oh no doubt. And you no. can do that too. See? Because I don't cook with all that fat back and stuff. She doesn't. And, and, yeah, natural, and, and I've been I, I've been phasing pork and beef totally mm-hmm. out my diet. So I just do okay. poultry and fish. fish. So I mean poultry and seafood, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So you come right in at a perfect time. Mm-hmm. Um well I always say that I um throw a curveball to all our guests. Um a question that they weren't expecting, the, the audience wasn't expecting. Um so if right before the um, election was was taking place, let's say November second, and the election ends November third, mm-hmm. um, Biden walks into your restaurant, and a short time after that, Trump walks into your restaurant. Um, they say that food changes the mood. Mm-hmm. They say food is good for the soul. So, what would be something that you would serve Biden? And what would be something, it doesn't have to be a whole meal, but something that they have to taste that you feel will help them in their pursuit. One for Biden and one for uh, Trump. And and you can't poison nobody. <laughs> so I think I would give Biden the chicken. I give him the fried chicken meal. All right. All right. I see and I that. give Trump the fish. You would? Okay, now, is there a distinction on why you would give them uh, either? Huh? Is, yes. Is there a reason why you're, you're making that choice? Yes. One, because I think Biden think you know, he cool. He real laid back. He, think he, he like Bill Clinton. He think he black. <laughs> he has, but he think, he think he is, though. There you go. Yes. And then, um, Trump the fish. Because I can't see him eating nothing else. I hear that. I'll take the fish, yeah. Yeah. That's that's good choice. I can see him getting the fish as well. He got that that snootiness about him a little bit. He ain't going to put his hands together for no chicken. (laughs) Uh, So, I'm sorry. Go ahead, sweetie. No, no. So, tell people, if they want to get this amazing food, where do they go? Ooh, they come right here to 13 Douglas Ave in Elgin, Illinois, 60120, because we over here on this good old east side. Now, can they can they call can they call in an order? Can they place an order calling in first? Yes, they actually can call in an order via the phone. That's bad. I don't know the phone number by heart, y'all. No, we got to scroll in at the bottom. <laughs> but they can call 224-268-3197. And then also starting this Friday, because we're going back to phase three, we will be doing curbside and delivery in-house. Okay. And uh, they can check you out online as well. I heard you got a, a funky, fresh new website from some marketing agency around yeah, here. I don't know who they are. But, uh, 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So once again, um, I'm going to say my closing remarks and then uh, kind of give on her time because y'all like best buds. Y'all like peanut butter and jelly. So um, I'm going to let y'all get y'all word in. But once again, uh, if you have a word of advice for someone starting out, just starting their business, just taking that plunge, what would be something quickly that you would tell them? Step out there on faith and dedication is key too. So when you step out there, make sure you have that dedication and drive to back you. And they need a work ethic like you got, because you got a work ethic like no other. That's, yes. You know, I, I know a lot of people who uh, I've talked to, who've talked to me about our business and uh, they say, man, you know, I'm glad, you know, when you own your own business, you know what I'm saying? You can pick your hours. You ain't got to work so hard. And I, I'm yeah. quick to correct them. But that's the that's exact opposite. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Uh, you know, you got to you gotta put in them 10, 12-hour shifts. So yeah. once you get established, then you can reel it back a little bit. But initially, you, uh, you're going 100 miles an hour. Yes. Yes. And I do. I get my work ethic from my mother. She mm-hmm. is. She's still. She just made sixty, and she is still going. She is. That is amazing. Congratulations on her. And you guys are just closed on Mondays, right? You're open six days a week. Mm-hmm. And what many people don't know about Monique is that even though she has been running this restaurant, she still has time to give to the community. She makes time two times a week to give to the homeless tell us a little bit about that because you shed some light on me and you gave me some information that was really like out of sight out of mind so share with me what you've been doing since you've been there so since i've been here um i do donate my leftovers to them um my church also comes out as well, Throne Room Teaching Ministry in Lyle, Illinois. They come out as well. They come out every other week, and we do meals as well together as a church. But all of Moni's leftovers on Sunday goes directly to the homeless. Um, as I was telling Laura, I feel they're people as well, too. Despite their situation, they deserve a good home-cooked meal. Um, not something out of a garbage can or molded or left over, you know. Um, I just truly feel as though if they wanted a meal of that sort, they can go to the garbage can and get it themselves. They, you know, they can go to the garbage can. But when I pack them up meals, I put it in a container, just like you and I receive or what you receive when you order from Moni's. We put napkins and the forks and the little silverware as if they made the purchase. Um, and it does. It truly does make my heart smile because when I come back, um, they give me comments as well, too. Like, girl, Aww. I smothered chicken last week. Oh, you put your foot in that. And it's like, yeah, can I get some more of that smothered chicken? But, um, yeah, because a lot of people don't know their families, too. You know? Even though they don't have as much as we have or some have nothing at all but the items that you see them with when they're outside you know they community together as a family too so they travel in packs so yeah i just try my best to teach everybody treat everybody as another human should be treated that's amazing and you said there's roughly around 100 homeless 
Yes. People that are traveling together all around El yes. Elgin. Elgin, yes. They may say it's 30 to 40, but it's not. Um, Elgin wow. does have a very high homeless community here. Yes. And we're doing something very special for them on Thanksgiving as well. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So on Thanksgiving, um, I wanted to give back to them. Um, just a full feast, Thanksgiving meal um, between 11 and 2 on Thanksgiving Day, and it'll be here at Moni's. Just for them to come in, be able to have a turkey dinner with all the fixings, a full dessert table, um, as well as um, clothes. I'm going to ask people for donation of clothes, things that they may not be wearing, and set it up like a little store on the other side and allow them to shop through whatever it is that they want to get or grab. We just let them take it, but we're not going to put a limit on it. That's awesome. How would someone, if they wanted to help you with this project, how would they help with either the donations or the clothes or physically, if they don't have anything to give, how can they physically help? Absolutely. So I am working on something now where I can have a complete schedule because I do have a set team that's going to serve, but I am going to need a setup crew and a yeah. breakdown crew. So starting next week, the first week of November, I will have like a little sign up sheet at the front on the register for people to come and sign up. And it'll also be a donation list. So if they put down clothing, children's clothing, um, I'm going to have that list as well too. And then I'll just give them a designated date of when they can bring it and drop it off at the restaurant. That's so amazing. And for that, um, I don't know if we'll have the time, man, I'm, I'm, you, you have no idea how busy I am sometimes, but, we are going to try to get somebody to get down to a goodwill and get you some clothes. But if we're not able to do that, uh, Blazion Soul is donating $100 to your um, Thanksgiving Day um, charity event. So no matter whether or not that is us having the time to go actually get the clothes or us donating $100 to your cause, um, that's our way of saying thank you for helping the community. Thank you. Thank you. I graciously appreciate that. Thank you so much. Without a doubt. And we'll also put on our various platforms how they can donate. Um, we will proactively throughout the time between now and Thanksgiving um, continue that message so that we can get as many people as possible to help out and try to turn your event to a big extravaganza. Thank you. You have anything else for your, your bestie here? Wow, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my bestie. <laughs> and you know you know how we met, right? All I know is that I got good food. I, I <laughs> no, we we I went to pick up your food and we met off of a conversation. I had her cracking up because she's like, You look familiar. Where did I where do where have I seen you from? I said, Oh, probably my Jenny Jones video. <laughs> And we just started cracking up. <laughs> that is so corny. Man, that's corny right there, man. That is so corny. Yes, she did. She's like, yes. Are you seeing yes. that? I needed that laugh. It was, you know, it was. And then we just went from there and she shared her beautiful story with me and her beautiful daughter story. I, and I understand that. that because 
I was out in the car waiting the first time. So <laughs> me and my son sitting there like, well, man, I, what is going on? I don't understand what's going on. No, right that first time was their grand opening and right. they were just super busy. Yes. So that is why that took a long time. I didn't meet her till the seventh time. No. <laughs> okay. Let me say this. We ate the food on the way home. Okay. Oh, wow. So it was, let me taste that. Let me taste this. Then she driving, I think at that time, which she rarely does when we together. So she driving and she's sticking her hand over there. My son like, well, wait a minute. So I think the fish and half the chicken was gone before we got to the crib. Wow. Um, so yeah, without a doubt. You got to. It's you, delicious. I love the greens. I like the spiciness. Um, my daughter asking for the recipe, even though she doesn't cook. I see her on the message right oh yeah. now. We got a ton of. She doesn't cook, um, but she is asking for the recipe. We got a ton of, uh, of um, with the way your food is, we have a ton of business ideas yes. for you. I think like once a month, we're just going to throw one out to you. We're going to publish a cookbook. We're going to do some videos. We're going to get some catering trucks. We're going to be like, with these people, please leave me alone. They're just spending money and just, I don't understand. But um, no doubt. It's it a suggestion food. box just for you. Just for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's a divine connection. That's for sure. That's for sure. We're going to make some magic, magical things happen. And, you know, when Monique shared with me um, her, her love and what she was doing for the homeless, I literally had tears balled up in my eyes because when she said that it just hit a heartstring because that was, I told, I told her, you know, I said, Elgin was my stomping ground. I was the people that were in need walking up and down on public assistance, the poor child that were trying to find donations for clothing and things like that, you know, so that area all up and down where her um, area is, is I lived right up the street in my little tiny, you know, apartment with my family. When we first came here as refugees, that was our stomping ground. So I said, whatever I can do to help you give back to the Elgin community, I am all for it because that's, that's me giving back to what they've done for us and our family who used to be there in their stomping grounds, you know, so I couldn't have done it without the community. So now we want to give back. Yeah. All right, we know you at your, your your place of business. We know you got to go make that money. Um, so we would just like to say thank you yes. for being our guest this yeah, week. Yeah, so much. You know, thank you. you know. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, like I said, we will promote and post and, and share um, all of your specifics as well as some of the charitable um, events that you are having coming up. Um, but if nothing else, we will let you go. You will be seeing us because, you know, by this weekend, I will have a hangover for some more food. Yes. So, um, we will see you. And thank you very much for your time, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you so much. God bless. Bye, honey. All right. That was pretty good. Um, once again, um, a role <laughs> model doesn't have to be a celebrity or an athlete or someone that's in the limelight, but they can actually be someone in your local community, um, someone who... Um, has taken that leap to be a, a business owner who at the same time contributes to the community and tries to help when they're able to do um, is the very definition of a true role model. So um, we salute Moni. 
Um, please, if you're in the area, please um, mm-hmm. go out, get some food. It's good, I told you. There's nothing that I tasted there <laughs> that was not good. Um, anything you have to say about that, sweetie? No, I think we pretty much hit all of the spots. Um, with that being said, um, we also have, speaking on food, we also have next week, make sure that um, you guys come and support us on the show, Not Cooking with Nana. She's going to be sharing her battle with cancer. Want to give a shout out to my mama, Sonia, as well. She is my love. And she also beat cancer this month. And it's her birthday month. So Mama Sonia is my mama. And that raised me as a teenager. And that's my first taste of soul food, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Growing up Asian, right? Growing up with all the Lao family. We only had Lao dishes. And we didn't eat out. We didn't go to the movies. We were poor. So my first taste of soul food was with my Mama Sonia. And she also beat breast cancer so we love you mama sonia and um we want you guys to join us next wednesday at 7 p.m central time same place same time we'll have cooking with nana here my sister-in-law actually she's going to be on to share her journey of beating cancer not once but twice and also share with you a little bit about her YouTube, how she ended up with 64,000 subscribers and over 10.5 million views on her website and uh, sharing with you her, um, what she did and uh, how she beat cancer and whatever questions you guys have, tune in live so you can ask her about any of the loud dishes that she has on there. She's got hundreds of recipes on there. So, all right, check this out. We got a little bit of time. Um, A few people, I mean, not a, you know, ton but you know four or five people have asked um well you guys don't talk a lot about yourselves um mm. going to depth about that because you guys have guests and you talk about current events so we're and I, I have to put a time in on this okay because i know my wife believe me um but we did talk about ourselves. No, it was like in the midst of in the a, beginning. Yeah, it was in the midst of guest speakers and all that stuff. But you you have a hot five minutes and <gasps> to I guess give your truth. That's a better term. My truth. But give your truth or tell your story on how we met and got together. Oh my god. I goodness. won't do the same. <laughs> what I will do is off of her version, I will interject. Um, if I differ, I see. I see. All I know, um, I am the first Lao woman he's ever dated. Um, um, so oh my gosh, we've known each other since early 20s. I was a single mother with two kids, my daughters, Asia and Tia. Tia was only maybe a, an inf, maybe one, maybe she was around one, 18 months. Asia was about two or three. And I was in freshly coming out of a separation. And um, I was in a fashion show with Kanisha, who is his best friend, Marlon's ex-wife. And so they were just dating at the time. They were in college. 
And we just finished a fashion show. And she's like, Laura, come out with me tonight. You know, um, we're going to all be at the drink. I'm like, you know, no, I don't want to do, I don't want to go out. I'm, you know, just coming out of a, coming out of a uh, bad marriage. I'm not trying to meet anyone. Well, I think you'd be great with my boyfriend's husband. I think you guys would be so perfect together. Okay. Boyfriend's best friend. Yes. Okay. Right. Yes. Her right. Boyfriend's best friend. Right. And I said, no, no. I told her no. Um, however, I ended up not having anything to do because the girls ended up going with their grandma. And so I called Kanisha and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to come out and meet with you. And I said, okay, uh, you know, so I, I went out and met with her before she even introduced us. He was already trying to talk to me. Whoa. So, <laughs> hey. Okay, wait. Shh. Okay, that's my Whoa. version. Let me tell my, my, my story. Um, so before she was introduced us, he was at the bar. I was at the bar. And he came up to me from behind and he was like, can I buy you a drink? I said, oh, sure. You know, you're not, you don't turn down a drink, right? Yeah. So I said, okay, sure. You know, at the time I was in my 20s, right? And so Kanisha walks up. I have my drink in my hand. And, oh, I see you guys have already met. This is who I was going to connect you with. I'm like, oh, okay, really? So we exchanged phone numbers. We went out to dinner a couple of times. Wait. We went out to dinner once. He cooked for me once. Chicken Parmesan, I remember. He lived in a garden level. So we had chicken Parmesan. And I was supposed to go. I was supposed to go to um, his basketball tournament. And I was late. So he was super mad at me for being late. Championship game. I'm sorry. Oh, the championship game. Right, and I, I got there late. I was at a church event. So here I am, right? See, at the time I had the girls. One car seat in hand, one in the holding Asia's hand with Tia in the car seat, coming up to someone I just met, you know, uh, to this guy's basketball game tournament, whatever it is. And I was late. I'm always late. Right. So so I get to the door. He opens it up and he was just like, the game is over. And he shuts no, the door. No. And I was sitting here with no, my kids. No, no, and then God, so. No. I talked to him a little bit after that, and I was already going to Chicago. I was on my way riding. I think I was riding with my cousin La. I was in the back seat. The air was going, and you know we were talking. And I said, "I'm moving to Chicago, back to you know Chicago." And he was like, "Oh, da 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 da." And he was like, "Well, I just wanted you to know that I'm back talking to my girl Kelly." And <laughs> First of all, let's refrain from using names. Let's okay. Just, okay. I, I, I'm back with my ex-girlfriend and just wonder, you know, whatever, whatever. So I'm like, okay, cool. So we stopped yeah. talking. I didn't see him again until six years later, right? It was about six years later. That is true. I, we, same spot, you know, we ran back into each other. And I was living in Chicago. I happened to be out in Michigan at the same spot. And that's when I saw him again. And I had no idea it was him, the same person, but we met twice at the same spot. So it must have been fake, right? So we ended up back together after that. What's your version? Uh, <laughs> My long-winded version. She's leaving out some key points and she has revised 
other points. Um, I gotta have a good memory though, but let me just he, you can't even remember what you did hit, yesterday. No, let me hit the ones I do remember. Okay. okay. I tried to talk to you before Kanisha came up. Yeah. I had casual conversation with you. Yeah, you asked me for if I wanted a drink. I went up to the bar and ordered my drink. She was right there next to me. That was 20 years ago. You don't remember. We spoke. Mm -hmm. And as I'm getting my drink, she doesn't have a drink in front of her. So as being a gentleman, you have Mm -hmm. to ask, well, would you like a drink? That ain't trying to push. No. I just said you asked me if I wanted a drink. that's just being a gentleman. Um, as far as the, the basketball, it's okay, um, I had hurt my leg, mm-hmm. so I'm hopping around on one leg, you know, game over. We lost. I'm not happy, but it's not, I'm not happy because she did that. She was late. Mm-hmm. I'm happy because we made it all the way to the championship and got ran. So it was at Paul I Phillips in Grand Rapids. So. Um, I seen her at the door, you know, you see the little uh, window, small window there. So I seen her at the door, but the door's locked. They locked them after a certain time when the game started. So um, I hopped over there to open the door for her, but I had to hop back because I didn't want to put no pressure on the leg. So I'm hopping around the gym. So I had opened the door for her and I said, no, it's over. We lost. And I pushed it open for her so, so she can grab the door and come on in because I'm hopping. <laughs> so I I didn't close the door on nobody, you know. Like she seen ice all around my leg or whatnot. So, um, so um, that is what I remember. And then the second time we met, she cut this short because I always was a grief <laughs> about this. But she walked past me because she didn't mm-hmm. know who I was. I didn't know who she was. She walked past me to go to the bathroom with her and her girl. Mm-hmm. And I guess she was eyeing me because the cat I was with said, "Hey." And he said that the, the black and Asian chick is what he said. He said the black and Asian chick uh, was eyeing you up when she walked past. And I laughed because guys always make them type of jokes. Hey, she was looking at you and stuff like that. So when they came back out, she stopped right in front of me. Of course, I'm going to speak to her. She's an attractive woman. She stopped right in front of me. So that's how we re-engage. The reason why, and the reason why I'm saying this is so I can get brownie points from you Um that night she was going back to Chicago. She said she was tired. Oh wait, let me. I'm forgot. You know what? I forgot. Something. You were such a gentleman. No, 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 no. You we talked have to, to me rewind. for three hours. We have to rewind back when she was leaving. <gasps> she she said, "Hey, walk me to my car." I said, "Bet." And then she took off like four <laughs> steps ahead of me. And I'm like, "What? Well, that, that's weird." Her girl comes up and grabs my arm, and she start walking with me. I say, "What's going on?" She said. She wants you to walk her out to the car, but the bouncer she used to talk to, and she don't want him to, um, you know, see us or whatever the case may be. So my man trying to get her attention, she taking off. The other girl walking me out the door, so then I can then walk her to her car. Mm-hmm. She said she was tired. She said she had a long drive, so I gave her a call that night, and I talked her all the way to Chicago. During that conversation is when she kept saying her name was Laura. And I'm like, man, there ain't too many Asian women named Laura. I used to talk to a young lady named Laura. <laughs> we went back and forth, and that's when we found out um, that we had met previously. So those are the differences I have. I had to put in the point about me talking. Who talked to somebody for three hours after the call? You. Call that was as, awesome. As real. As real. Um, but 
um, I think we'll give a little, you know, a little light on our relationship and, um, you know, <laughs> the cultures that we both embrace and how that affects our family and who's in our family. Um, so I thought that we would we would add that segment when we have time um, so that you guys not only hear about the guests, not only see what we're doing with the podcast, but get to know the actual hosts of the podcast as well. Interaction is key. So I have a question. For me? Yes. All right. You know, you always throw a curveball to our oh, guests you go. that were you go. that are on our show. Mm. I just want to know what do you what are your thoughts, or what do you ever have any sort of thoughts or things that run through your mind when you're around my crazy cousins and family? Because you know we can get a little bit goofy and silly, but when you're in the party, you're the only. Black guy filled with all the Lao people, all the different cultural events and things that you've attended. You're fascinated or you're like, wow, what is this? It's a whole new world. Like what yeah. what's mean, you know your that, mind? You know that, you know, cultures, especially older cultures, are interesting from you know, you ask me why I'm sitting up watching the history channel for three, mm-hmm. four hours. So <laughs> you know that, you know, different things interest me. But um Number one, everybody from now until when we first started dating, everybody um, makes sure that I'm taken care of. I mean, it's almost like the grandmas in the black um, culture that mm-hmm. always come around, you hungry, you ain't eating enough, you know, come taste this. So they are always gracious. And they always make me, even when I wasn't a part of the family, they kind of make you feel like you're a part of the family. That reminds me of the black culture. Once you, you know, once you come to Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner, you know what I'm saying? You just, you're part of the family. Come get this plate. Make sure you eat enough. You know, those type of things. So that was, um, that was similar to me. That's mm-hmm. something that I recognize. Um, as far as like the guys in the, um, mm-hmm. in the family, you have guys my age that, you know, Come on, let me make you a drink. Let's sit up and watch some TV. Let's talk about the game. Let's talk about politics. Mm-hmm. And, you know, guys like Brian and Uno and those guys. But then you have the younger guys as well that's, you know, in their early 30s who, you know what I'm saying, I talk to about hip-hop. and They call me old school. And, you know what I'm saying, they, you know, we sit up and we we probably drink more than we should. And so it's, it's that dynamic as well. So they look at me mm-hmm. like, you know, from my background, you've been through it, so let's talk about it. As opposed to guys that are my age, we're talking about stuff that our life revolves around now, which mm-hmm. is you know the kids and sports with the kids and you know professional sports and cracking jokes about you know situations we have with the wives. So um, in that regard, there's no difference. You know, they, I guess mm-hmm. the only differences that I can really see. Um, from, you know, having a good time with my family as opposed to having a good time with your family is the difference in food, number one. And then two, every once in a while, the old school will talk in their native language. So you'll get some some conversations going on that I have totally no idea. <laughs> you should have learned. You should have should have known if some I'm, words by now, if right? I, if I learn Swahili, <laughs> after that, I'll learn uh, Wow. Uh, but it, it's 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 that thought process that, you know, nothing really changed family is family. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you go through the same thing. It's just not too as great of an extent. You know, we used to go out to Detroit and Haven with my family. There were black and white in that family, but you were the only Asian person. 
Mm-hmm. When we go to Atlanta and check out my family, mm-hmm. it ain't nothing but black people. So in that same regard, um, I don't think it's different. I just think that you've been around growing up mm-hmm. with more black people than I have with Asian people. I mean, I've only dated Asian and Latino women. So mm-hmm. um, you mean I, black and Latino? I mean, yeah, black and Latino. Um, so that's probably the only difference is that you're probably more accustomed and comfortable initially um, because you've been around that culture. Um, but I think I've been integrated in your culture as far as I've been a monk. Yes, um, that was you know, awesome. I've been through certain ceremonies with you guys mm-hmm. when your parents have asked me to be in it or when you asked me to be in it. So um, to a certain extent, I have delved farther than the average person in your culture. Awesome. All right. All right. So we gave you a great guest. We gave you some tidbits. Uh, we talked a little bit about our background, where, you know, kind of how we got started and, and, and what um, what actually occurred as opposed to what some people think has occurred. <laughs> um, and also, uh, as always, um, we want to start. How, I mean, we want to finish how we started. Please mm-hmm. get out and vote no matter who you vote for. Make your voice heard. No matter how little you think that voice is being heard, it's still better than nothing. So please get out there and vote. Please be aware of uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Do what you can. Um, get help, checked. Yeah, help those in need. Mm-hmm. If you don't know no one need, at least be sympathetic and empathetic to the plight. And um, women, please go get checked out. Yes. All right. You guys be good. This is Marcella Robertson, my lovely wife. Nip upon. Thank you. Jeez. Um, because Laura. Santa Bong say Robertson. No, it is not. It is not Santa Bong say <laughs> Well, Robertson. you know, some of my Santa Bong say family knows. Santa Bong Robertson. Uh, but everybody have a great night. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. We have a special guest next week as well. So deuces. Peace. Somebody lock on. <laughs>